Yeah, I'm so super sick. Oh, oh What was that? Did you witness that? I looked I in the I mouth think... with this thing. <laughs> Got a busted ass lip, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is a hazard when you're not here. You're going to give that thing COVID. God damn! How's it going, Aaron? Oh, you know, living the dream. How are you? Oh, you know, I don't know if anybody's noticed. If you're a Patreon, you probably have. But Aaron and I are not in the same room together recording like we mm. typically are. No, ma'am, we are not. We have got another virtual recording on our hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is that, Stace? Oh, let me just tell you. I would love to inform you as to why we are sitting here separately. Uh, your girl, Stacy, has caught the coronavirus. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from my oldest son. Spawn of Satan. Because he licks everything. And um, he brought it home from school. So here we are. My whole house has got it, basically. I mean, not the whole house. It's really only three of us in the house. And two of them don't have it. But um, it's happening. You know? It's coming. Yeah. It's going to get them. It's, oh, for sure. It's going to get them good. Yeah. No, no, I hope not. I hope it's very simple. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can uh -huh. try and quarantine away. Just go live in the shed. I know. Actually, Lee has banned me from, uh, nope, he hasn't banned me from shit. He's banned himself from sleeping in the bed. Him and our youngest one are going to like sleep out in the living room or some shit because me and the oldest now, like now that I officially have it, we're just like being shoved into my room. And I'm like, oh, no, what a shame. going to have <laughs> oh, to starfish the entire bed. Can I have a, uh, the remote? <laughs> <laughs> So this has been all week long, right? And it's Thursday night now. So all week long, I've been working too. Yeah. And then both kids have been home. And Lee stayed home one day to help out with the kids. But like mentally, I'm not okay. I'm going to go crazy. And I'm going to lose my fucking mind. But physically, physically, I might I'm, I might not be okay either. I don't know, because I just tested a positive like a few hours ago. And I noticed I'm like, oh, I have a headache and I'm really tired. I should probably test. Aww. And this morning I woke up with like a stuffy nose and everything. And then after I tested, I was like, that makes sense. This feels like COVID. Like, you know how you deny it the whole time? You're like, yeah. I just have a headache. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm actually so tired. <laughs> it's all that yeah. fatigue that they talk about. <laughs> exactly. Or it's like, well, obviously I'm tired. My kids have been home this whole time and I've been working and it's busy at work and everything. So it makes mm -hmm. sense. And in the moment I found out I had COVID, I was like, I'm going to go lay in bed and work. <laughs> <laughs> this actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Let me pay attention to my body. <laughs> oh, Brandon feels the same way. He's like all fatigued and stuff. And he's been <gasps> testing and he's still been negative. And I'm like, well, oh, yours would yeah. probably be from Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is other people who live in my house have caught it. And I'm like, the timing is weird. Like, mm -hmm. They caught it very quickly. So is it from Vegas or yeah. what? Yeah, that that one could have been because he got it like the day he came home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, could have been hanging out with the infected the whole mm -hmm. time. Mm hmm. Well, who knows? I'll let you know. Never know. Gets it. Is that your goddamn? I hope you guys don't. Yeah, my goddamn is definitely that I have coronavirus. I mean, Shocking. I have so many goddams, but like, that's it. <laughs> and then I'm really sorry that, again, another episode we're recording remotely. Yeah. These ones are always hard. Yeah. Like, it's hard to jive. It's hard to like, because there's a delay. Mm -hmm. It's hard and to get talk over each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll get People there. are so we'll understanding. You want to know what my goddamn is? Uh, Yeah, obviously. Okay.
It's that we can't fucking have nice things because my best Uh-oh. friend got coronavirus and last week oh. <laughs> my whole goddamn was that I was going to have this mom weekend and we're going to have a great time. We're going to go to Joshua Tree and everything's going to uh-huh. be fine. And we had planned yeah. it all out and we had this beautiful uh-huh. house and there was a fucking was hot tub and hammocks yep. and mm-hmm. art. It was an art house. It had an arcade yeah. room and some other bullshit. Yeah. That we would probably never touch, but it looked awesome. Doesn't matter. I, I just need, mm-hmm. I wanted to lay in that room and look at the ceiling. Because yeah. the ceiling was painted yeah. like the fucking galaxy or some shit. Yeah, me too. I wanted that in my life. And then. I got coronavirus. You got coronavirus. <laughs> I infected everybody. I mean, like, we might as well just go anyway. They probably all have it anyway. I had everybody at my house like two days before. Yeah, but Or the I day before. It. Like some fucking miracle. My kid didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys were immune. I think we are too. You had it like, like more recently than when I had the last round. I don't remember. Maybe. To be honest, I blocked it out. I got it in May. I blocked yeah, out yeah, negative yeah. trauma things in my life. Yeah, it's smart. Oh, that's it's a, a great virus survival that could tactic. Kill me? Didn't have that. Don't don't want to know anything about that thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I felt so bad. I don't want it. I don't want my family to have it. This shit sucks. Yeah, it does. But we did reschedule, so we did. something to look forward to. So that's the part two of my goddamn is that we just rescheduled <laughs> it today, and it's only for next month. So that's yeah, not, it's not that terrible, far. Terrible. Right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. It's only like it's like two weekends or something. Yeah. So it's still Maybe relatively three. close. The house isn't as great. No. But, you know, I'm going to take what I can get at this point. Honestly, we didn't fuck that house, you know? Yeah, fuck that house. Would have been stupid. Fuck I that, that house is stupid. That we would have yeah. destroyed. We don't deserve nice things. No. No, no, no. We definitely do. No, oh. that, that whole, the house was dumb. The house was so <laughs> yeah. stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going. We deserve way better, which is the house that we got. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. So much better. So much better. It has a hammock. It does. It has swinging chairs and hammocks yeah. and a nice yeah. hot tub. And yeah, um, I found my bathing suit today, actually, while I was trying oh, to figure out how to set this shit up. I was like, oh, that's where that shit went. <laughs> I'm going to need to know where that is later. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't have been prepared for this weekend anyway, you know? Yeah, you probably. And then you were even this. You know what is so funny is you were like, I'm not even going to go in the hot tub. We're not even going to go in the hot tub. And I was the one that was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's my shit. That's my jam. We're going to booze in the jacuzzi. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's a must that there's a hot tub. Well, (laughs) because I talked to my best friend and you were like, have you been high in a jacuzzi? And I was like, you know what? I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) I need to change that. sound like I might drown. (laughs) That sounds fun. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You won't drown. I promise. Yeah, I know. Okay, so at least we rescheduled. Slip down into it. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're more like, I think I need water. And then you drink beer and you're like, now I'm drunk and high in a jacuzzi. This is great. (laughs) Even At least that was my experience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Stacey, let's get started. Uh, Okay. Okay, let's do it. I have got a doozy for you this motherfucking week, guys. Have you? I have. And you know what? I had to research like 500 times to make sure that we didn't do this case because everything sounds awfully fucking familiar. So if we have, just pretend that this is the first time you're hearing it. Done. Done and done. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about Daniel Rakowitz. Rakowitz? Rakowitz, bitch. That's a fun name. Yeah, he's kind of a fun guy. So (laughs) Daniel, he was born in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Okay. In 1960. Okay. 
What's his star sign? Oh, nobody knows. Oh, okay. uh, because I don't know his exact birth. Oh, 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 oh. We know. Sagittarius. Oh, shit. Okay. Wait, is Sagittarius at the end of December? I don't fucking know. What's at the beginning of January? Why would I Sag- know that? I like how we're going to become the podcast that always says it, and I have no idea what any of them mean. <laughs> God damn it. Now I have to Google it. Star sign. Star sign. Capricorn. He's a Capricorn. Mm, that explains uh, yeah. it. Well, who fucking knew? All right. Yeah. Capricorn. Those caps, you know? You know? I don't know anything about a Capricorn, do you? Nope. Not a single thing. All right, so Daniel, he was born in 1960. He's a Capricorn. Okay. He was born on Christmas Eve, so that's oh, why he's shit. a Capricorn. That's that how sucks. I knew. Uh huh. And his father's name was Tony, and he was a deputy sh- sheriff. Maybe he was just a deputy. He, he, he a wasn't sheriff's a sheriff deputy? yet. Okay. It, yeah. Isn't that what they all are? Well, no. I don't know. I know a sheriff's deputy okay. works for the sheriff. <laughs> I think you can yeah. also be a deputy sh- separately, but. Oh, you know what's a weird word? Deputy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so uh, he, his father was a deputy and his mom, I'm assuming, was a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't really explain much. But at some point, his family ends up moving from Missouri to Texas. And that's where he spends most of his childhood. His father was, as you can imagine, the disciplinary in the household. And actually, at a really young age, his mother died of a heart attack Ooh. In front of him. Oh, so he God. witnessed it. So, you know, we're talking some solid childhood trauma here. Yeah, that sucks. Uh-huh. And at the age of five, he claims... It's going to get interesting here. He claims to have seen three Jesus-like figures float out of the wall. One was wearing purple, another yellow, and the third blue. And they were all in, like, robes or something. Why were they Jesus figures? Was it the three I'd- wise men? <laughs> I don't really know. They were just like lords of some sort. Now, Daniel is really religious or spiritual in some ways, like throughout this whole story. I kind of left most of it out, but basically you need to know that he has these hallucinations. He thinks that they are real and that he it's always like religious based hallucinations. Like he thinks that he creates his own religion, basically, based off of these visions. Okay. Okay, so this is when he's five. His parents hear about this, and they're like, hey, guess what? You're going to a psych ward. And so they send him there several times for these hallucinations. When he's five? Yeah, like, he kept having them. Like, they, you know, medicate him, I'm sure. He'd yeah. get better, go home, and then start having them again. At one point, they prescribed him Ritalin for hyperactive children, mm-hmm. and um, he also got bullied in school pretty regularly, probably because he was, like, eccentric. Yeah. And th- that hype, everybody had the hyper kid in class that was on Ritalin. That was <laughs> like, my brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all had those kids in class. Well, at least I did in every class. It's like, oh, yeah, fucking Jeffrey over there. <laughs> yeah, the class clown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like, that oh, might be God. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's just being a mom, right? Like, it's normal. <laughs> just fucking bouncing off the walls. And I was thinking about this. I was doing Legos with my kid. Side uh-huh. rant. I was doing Legos with my kid. And they're both so different. And every kid is, right? But, like, one kid is very much like, okay, and then here it is. I built this thing. And the other kid is just like, ah! Like, imagining it's 500 different things. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but, babe, you got to put it on the square. Like, put the square on the square. Can you do that? And they're like, I made a seat for like jumping off the ceiling and i'm like i don't know if we're ever gonna build this like Like, your brother your brother's done (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's funny because anyway, so, both you know. of your kids are the second kid. I just don't think you've realized <laughs> I <know>. that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's true. No, I've realized, but like, you know, I can't get, I just, the one that is just like, Z, blah, like I cannot get them to like sit down for a fucking second. But you know what? It's fine. They're perfect. They're perfect. That's how yeah. I am too. Yeah. I mean, my kids just line shit. shit up all the time. And then I'm like, do you want to have fun or is this it? <laughs> My kids are like, it's a rocket ship, and also we're going to murder all of these aliens. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, uh, first let's brush our teeth. <laughs> okay, like in and the morning. Like, hey, maybe. With them. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, so he got bullied in school. Okay, understandable. And by understandable, I mean I understand. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. I was kind of confused by what you meant. So I'm glad that that got straightened away. All right. So at the age of 14, Daniel actually received shock treatment for his say these hallucinations. I almost said psychosis, but I don't think it's ever really called that diagnosed or mentioned. Yeah. I don't really know. But anyway, so he goes through shock treatment. The kid had like an intense childhood, basically He's seen shit. He's in and out of the psych ward. His parents are trying to help him. And this is like the therapy at the time. But. It kind of fucks him over. Yeah. Allegedly. Ooh, like, shock treatment? That sounds terrible. You don't think that might stick with you? It does. Sometimes it does work. I mean, it's not, I guess maybe it works for some people. Okay. So in his teens, his father, who was a deputy, found out that Daniel had some marijuana in his room. He had marijuana a stash cigarettes? In there. Marijuana cigarettes. And his dad was fucking pissed. And he scooped up Daniel, took him down to the station, and booked him for possession. His own fucking father. What? <laughs> Damn. That's Burn. harsh. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Calm down. So, I know, right? Just a little bit of reefer. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. What year was it? Mm, this was, like, in his early teens. Yeah, but, like, what year? Oh, 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 so it would be, like, mid-70s. All right. Everybody was smoking the reefer. That's what I'm saying. Everybody was doing yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Well, his dad was pissed that he was doing it because he was a man of the law. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, so at 19, Daniel decides to enlist in the Army, and he was trained to be an expert rifleman. Good for him. Mm -hmm. He was eventually discharged. I don't really know why, but he applied to be a deputy with his father. Like, he wanted to work alongside his father and be a fucking cop. Yeah. And he was denied. He didn't get the job. Because of the medication? <laughs> Probably because of some things. Yeah, I'm sure his dad was like, ooh, hard pass. <laughs> was it the previous drug charges? <laughs> Could be that. Could be the psychosis, the hallucinations. Oh. But also, evidently, Daniel's whole goal was that he wanted to become sheriff and take over a county. And make it a county where everybody could smoke pot and everybody could come and smoke pot if they want to smoke pot. So, like, those were his life goals, which, I mean, honestly, I'll come. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I, w I would nominate Daniel for sheriff. We're going to pray to the three Jesuses. So we tried to turn California into. Yeah. And then yeah. Colorado yeah. was like, we're going to one-up you. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you guys are losers. <laughs> okay. Now, Daniel claims that on April 3rd, 1983... He made a prayer um, that he would have a dream to learn about the future. So he was like, dear three holy Jesuses, <laughs> please let me have a dream and tell me what my future is going to be like. 
Okay. And six days later, this guy's also really into numbers and shit. Like, I, there's so many rants I read that I was like, I don't fucking know what that means. So I'm not going to even try to figure it out and write it down. Like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't like he thought that he was the next coming of Jesus because his birthday and where it landed and what it meant. And it was the 24th of the night of the Jesus and the this and that. And I was just like, I don't know. Sounds like a Tuesday to me, bro. But okay. <laughs> Je- I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. I'm okay. Sounds yeah. like normal stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's one of those. Yeah. Like, uh, but, did you see the movie 23, I think, with Jim Carrey? Where he's making all those connections, no. like every fucking thing adds up to it, or I don't know what the fuck it was. No, but did you know that Lisa Left Eye Lopez was like that? Oh, really? Yeah, and she was like, I know something bad's gonna happen to me, and then homie gets in an accident while she's filming the documentary. Granted, she wasn't wearing a seatbelt, but you know. Well. Not that it's her fault. Not gonna <laughs> Just judge. <saying>. But, <laughs> nope. you know. It's really sad, actually, if you ever watch it. Anyway, so he was like really into the shit. Not not that it's not a thing, like people really are, but his didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, so he ha- he's like, please let me have this dream. And then in six days, he has a dream and his dream says that he is going to get married to a 14-year-old girl and that she will eventually lead leave him. I don't yeah, think any no, one of the Jesuses was, was like, bad dream. this is what's going to happen. Get it. <laughs> he was like, I dreamt pedophilia oh god seriously that's exactly what happened so in his dream he breaks he's gonna like end things with his marriage and the 14 year old and he will meet he will move to new york and meet a blonde woman very generic shit Mm. a couple weeks later he met a 14 year old girl that he ended up marrying that's so gross and his yeah and his dream came true but i don't you know how much of is that like him forcing a peg into a square hole whatever however that saying goes yeah 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 like, oh, I met someone. She happens to be 14. This must be her. Yeah, yeah. I think exactly. Homie just had um, a fetish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. So uh, they get married and the relationship obviously doesn't last and they separate. And Daniel is heartbroken, even though he knew it was going to happen. But he's yeah. heartbroken. And so the next step in this great old plan is that he needs to move to New York because he's supposed to meet a blonde haired chick, right? Yeah. So. In 1985, at around the age of, like, 25-ish, Daniel moves out to New York City. Okay. And he lived in a well-known area around the East Village neighborhood, and it's this park called Tompkins Square Park. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess this is where a lot of homeless people hang out, especially back in the day. It used to be like a tent city kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, he basically just moved out there, and he was homeless. He worked a part-time job as a cook, but it wasn't enough to pay for rent in, like, those expensive-ass apartments in New York City. Yeah. So he was living in Tompkins Square. Okay. And but he had a job. Would, That's good. But he had a job. And he also sold a lot of pot. So he would walk around the square <laughs> selling hustle. pot to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he also had that gig. But allegedly, he wasn't very good at it. Like, he wasn't very good at selling the pot. How are you bad at it? Here's what I take away from that is, like, he befriended everybody, and then oh. he would just give it away. Yeah. Okay. So then people would hang out with him for free pot. It's like if we were to sell it. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, oh, I don't really care about the money. I just want somebody to get high with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't this fun? <laughs> we're having fun, right? We have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? Can I come? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. My name is Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be friends. All right. So he's living in that square park, right? Yeah. He's slinging the weed. Everything's going great for him. He also has a pet rooster that I guess homie carried around with him everywhere. That's amazing. 
Yeah. That's my dream. But allegedly it was a scrawny rooster. So I don't really know how well he was taking care of this thing. Well, I'll, I'll touch more on the rooster later. <laughs> okay. Was it an attack rooster? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. I think it was just like a pet rooster. And he like carried it around in this like satchel thing. And he was like the guy who sold pot that had a rooster in the park. Like, like that was his You can't his miss thing. him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Daniel, you'll find him. You're like walking around. You hear a rooster crow over there. Like, oh, he's over here. <laughs> it's like his little call sign. Yeah, exactly. So now he's one day in the park slinging his pot and uh, Daniel meets a 27 year old woman by the name of Sylvia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sylvia just so happened to be looking for a roommate to help split the rent with her and her boyfriend, Sean, because it's so expensive. Is right? Sylvia blonde? And so I don't think so. She's not the blonde you're thinking of. Okay. So Daniels agrees like, hey, I can make that rent. And he moves into the apartment as like the third roomie. Okay. And they're all living happily together. Now, the apartment isn't anything big and come? fancy. Like, I guess the rooster came. That's okay. where I'm going to tell you more about the rooster. So the rooster comes and the roommate, Sylvia, she's like, hey, man, that thing's actually kind of annoying. Like, it just like crows all night long. Can you do something about your fucking rooster? And he was like, oh, yeah. And so he takes a sock and puts the sock over the rooster's head. No. And the rooster just like lays down with its legs up. Yeah. And he just like doesn't move or anything. And he left the rooster like that for 10 hours. <gasps> and then Sylvia was like, hey, man, I think your rooster's dead. And he was like, no, 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 he's fine. He's just in a trance. And then he took the sock off and then the fucking rooster hopped up and started like roostering around. Yeah, that's normal. Is that a thing? That's a thing. You just like put him in a trance with a sock? Well, I- I've never heard of it done with a sock. But like if you flip them upside down and like rock them and stuff, they'll go into a trance Ugh. and then you can just like. Put them down on the ground and they'll just stay there. Chickens do it too. For how long? Uh, until you like wake them up. Oh my god, that seems like a terrible trait. They can go into trances like a couple different ways. You like hypnotize them. Huh. And then people don't believe in like hypnosis? <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> but you could fucking rub a ga- alligator's belly and they're like, fuck it. I forgot how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> well, like with sharks, you know, if you flip a shark upside down. It, like, yeah. goes into a catatonic state or whatever. It's, like, yeah. the same shit. Yeah. Brains are fucking weird, man. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we hang upside down too long, we go out, too. Yeah, but we also, like, have damage from it. I don't know if they have damage. I don't think they do, because they usually just Would you ever up. know? Like, hey, rooster, did you fucking forget you're a rooster? And he'd be like, cock a doo doo motherfucker, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Everything's great. I just took a great nap. Because you <laughs> might not notice the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turns out a little hey hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Okay, so he moves in with Sylvia Sean. The rooster's driving her nuts. She's like, you gotta do something about it. He does that shit, right? Yeah. She also says that Daniel seemed normal enough, but he had a fucking pet rooster. But also he would go on these like long spiritual rants or like religious rants. And like at first they'd start off fine, but they'd always escalate and get really aggressive. And he'd be like pushing her kind of of like, why don't you believe what I believe? Mm, That's never good. And he would do this. Yeah, he would do this. And she'd be like, dude, you need to chill the fuck out. Like you're getting too intense. And every time he'd be like, oh, shit, my bad. And he'd like back off. So she was like, he's just misunderstood. Like he's a great guy. He's nice. Uh, he's a little unique, whatever, but, like, he pays his rent, and he backs off when I ask him to, so everything's fine here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, another thing is, is he would go out every day or whatever, a couple times a week, and he'd stand outside of a grocery store, and he would ask people for groceries, 
or for money, and they would give him tons of it. Would he get a lot of groceries or a lot of money? Both. Both. So people would give him tons of food, tons of groceries, tons of money, whatever. Every time he would do this, he'd get a ton of it and he would take it back to the apartment. Now, as I was saying, the apartment wasn't anything really fancy. And I guess there was like a hole in the wall and shit like that, like literally like holes punched in the wall. Um, But it had a kitchen. And so he would take it back to the apartment and he would cook up like giant pots of soup and food. And he would go out to the homeless at that Tompkins Square and he would hand out food to all of the homeless people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like he was a really compassionate person and he once was homeless and didn't like it. And so, you know, he's trying to get back to the community, right? Yeah. Didn't like it. I didn't like that. Not my favorite. He was unhomed or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people choose it. That's true. That is true. Also, one thing to note is that like Sean and Sylvia would also help him cook these meals and hand it out. So like they were a good little trio. Yeah. Happening, going on here. Also, I kind of already touched on this, but like he really believed that he had created this religion and it was called the Church of 966. And he believed that he had all of these followers and shit, but like nobody ever saw any of his followers. Nobody even knows what the fuck he was preaching. There are rumors that he believed he belonged to some satanic cult or some shit. But again, it's never really proven. Don't really know. Like Sylvia and Sean say like for sure he would go hang out at this like cult place, like this house that people practice cult shit in. Mm -hmm. But like nobody has ever vouched and said like, yeah, man, that guy hung out, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, I went there one time and there were a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the story is hearsay. And every time I hear that satanic stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really believe it. You know? Yeah. It's just a bunch of people hanging out. Mm hmm. He also uh, would refer to himself as, like, the Lord of Lords, and he would tell people that, like, he was going to be president of the U.S. pretty soon and that, like, his followers of his church were going to take over the world, essentially. Like, he thought he was going to, like, have fucking 25 babies with every woman that he met and, like, his own, almost like a Hitler kind of thing. And he was really obsessed with Hitler, too, of, like, Mm. the Aryan race, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he was going to procreate so that basically his bloodline would be everything and everybody could get high and whatever. It was very culty, weird shit. Like, I'm out until you're like, and then everyone can get high. And I'm like, well, he's got got some points. (laughs) Well, I like it. So a couple of red flags. But also, like I said, people said that they were willing to hang out with him and because they wanted to get high with him. And then they'd get high with him and then he'd start talking all this crazy ass shit. And they thought it was fucking hysterical. Like, oh, so yeah. nobody was taking anything he said seriously. Nobody was getting him mental help, you know, yeah. or anything like that. They were yeah. just kind of like, hey, man, go hang out with this guy. Like, it's a good trip. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Sylvie and Sean seem to be the only two people who are actually like care about him specifically sylvia sylvia's like he's just really misunderstood you know yeah so for whatever reason he won them over Hmm. so we got a lot of red flags for homie yeah and at some point sylvia and sean they argue so much whatever they get separated they're no longer going to get married they're no longer going to be able to live in the apartment so the plan was that daniel would have to take over the lease on his own but that's a lot of money and daniel doesn't have that much money yeah. And also, oddly, he didn't want his name on the lease for some reason. Stay off the grid. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Like, he never really wanted his name on anything. So he needed to find himself another roommate so that, one, they could go on the lease, and then, two, he could help make rent. Yeah. 
So that's exactly what he did. He would go out to this square homeless tent town and he would sell his pot and he was trying to find a roommate. And he eventually did. He also would try to pick up chicks all the time. Blonde like you chicks. could be in a hey yo. You could be in the middle of a conversation with him and he'd see a chick that he wants to talk to and he would just like leave and walk away and start talking. And a lot of times people didn't realize right away that he was a little like kooky, you know, so yeah. it would take them a couple minutes into the conversation to be like, oh, fuck, how do I get out of this? You know, <laughs> and he wasn't ever really successful at picking up the chicks, but his confidence was top of the roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, Hang on. I have another suitor I need to check in on. Right. <laughs> and one of these days he was walking around selling his pot and he meets Monica Beerly, who is 26, and she's a dancer from Switzerland. Ooh. Now, as I understand it, she was like an actual educated dancer, like, you know, like went to school for dancing and like dancing, like that kind of dancer. Mm -hmm. But she was living in New York and she was dancing at like a topless bar or some shit to pay rent. All right. Well, you so, know, you got a skill. Listen, you got them, sell them. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> That's what I always say. So uh, he meets Monica. And she eventually agrees to move in with him and be a roommate because she's like, yeah, I do need a roomie, too. We could split the rent, whatever. I have no problem. Put my name on the lease. Let's do this shit. All right. Now, during this whole time, Sylvia and Sean are still kind of coming and going from the apartment. I kind of I don't really know for sure. And I'm totally judging and like, you know, assuming right now. But I think they kind of like went in between like living on and off the street or something because they left their stuff at the apartment but they didn't always stay at the apartment so i don't know what that means okay maybe with like friends or something they don't have a permanent residence yet maybe yeah like they're couch surfing mm -hmm. but they were definitely separated so i'm sure that's why you know but i feel like when you just like stay in the house and be like don't talk to me who knows yeah or like maybe one it was very toxic would. yeah and maybe that's why they were still kind of around Okay, now Sylvia says that as soon as Monica came into the picture that, like, Daniel was absolutely smitten with her and was, like, head over heels, absolutely in love. Like, Sylvia says, I've never seen that apartment more clean. Like, he did all of that for her, like, to impress her. Oh. And Sylvia says that Monica would treat Daniel like crap. <laughs> like, wasn't really that interested, you know? Like, Aww. she was probably putting up her boundaries, like, mm, no, not going to happen. Yeah. And so Sylvia talked to Daniel and she was like, hey, man, you got to be careful because like, I think Monica's just using you for the apartment. And as soon as her name gets on that lease, she's just going to kick you out and you're going to be homeless. Like, you need to be careful. You need to protect yourself. Oh, I'm shit. not getting good vibes. Yeah. I'm not getting good vibes from this chick. Yeah. But Daniel was like, no way. We're in love. Absolutely not. Like, he wasn't seeing that she was doing this to him. Yeah. Which sounds kind of like a common thread in his life if everybody's using him for pot and shit, too. Yeah. And not helping him get help. Mental help. Yeah. But, and again, I told you a lot of this stuff that I'm going to tell you, so much of it is like hearsay, she said, he said, whatever. So you're kind of piecing the story together as much as you can mm -hmm. because there was another lady named Lynn who would walk around the fucking park and she sold acid tablets and she sold to Daniel often. And I guess one day Daniel had mentioned like, oh, there is a new woman, woman in the picture, but she's not like we're not romantically involved. And actually, she's really dumb because I got her to agree to pay, you know, more than half the rent or whatever. Or no, she paid his back rent 
and put her name on the lease. Like, I'm using her for a place to stay. That's this so, new, new girl? That's this other lady. So, like, they later interview people. And this other lady from the park is like, no, from what I understand, they were never really dating or anything. It wasn't a romantic thing. Daniel was using her. Where Sylvia, who I tend to believe a little more since she literally lived with Daniel, is like, no, Daniel was being taken advantage of. So you kind of have, like, different varying stories here. Okay. But allegedly he said that to people, and maybe he said it as a way to cover face. Like, he saw it coming, and he was like, ha, 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 she's so dumb, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not me, it's her. I don't know. People do dumb shit. Yeah. So we kind of have conflicting stories, but we do know that Daniel and Monica did live together. And Monica would bring other guys over to the house, and Daniel would get, like, super jealous. Oh, that's sad. I know. I guess one of the guys she brought over was a black guy, and Daniel was, like, very Hitler-y, so he didn't like that. And then he got super upset that she would do that to him, and they get in, like, this big-ass argument. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we're not together. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. So, different realms, different planes, different... Nobody's on the same page. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a scary situation to be in as a chick, too. Yeah. They, somebody like needs gotta to sit down and have, like, a conversation. Yeah, like, hey, man. They did bone, though. Well, I don't know. But that's not... If you bone once, it's not consent to bone forever, you know? For sure, no. But they did bone before she, like, moved in, and then after she moved in is when she was like, mm, switcheroo, fuck you. Mm. Not doing it. So I feel like Sylvia's onto something. Could be wrong. I'm very biased. I'm going off of one fucking article I read. Yeah. But anyway, just trying to paint the picture of what's going on here. But also not justifying shit. Just saying. We're lining up the story. Got it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, so at some point, they get into a really big argument. And Monica is like, guess what, Daniel? You got to get the fuck out of the apartment. So it fucking happens, oh, what no. Sylvia was saying. Yeah. And she kicks him out of the apartment. Daniel begs and pleads. He's like, please don't kick me out. Because he's like terrified of being homeless. Remember I said he didn't like that so much? Yeah. So he's like, please don't kick me out. Don't kick me out. And she was like... Uh, no, you got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, that's really sad, too. I know. I feel bad for Daniel. I hope he's not a murderer. I feel kind of bad for him, too. But, like, (sighs) he needed help and he didn't get it. So she kicks him out and he is, like, so fucking pissed that all he can think about is how badly he wants to kill her. And he's telling everybody. He told her to her face, like, I'm going to kill you for doing this. And then he would walk around, like, all his friends and stuff. Sylvia was like, it was too much to fucking listen to all the time. Like, he would just go on this loop of, like, I'm going to kill her, I'm going to kill her, I'm going to kill her. And then he would be like, I love her so much, I can't kill her. Like, I absolutely adore her, I would never hurt her. Ah, but she makes me so mad, I'm going to kill her. Like, it was not healthy, and it was taking up his thoughts all of the time. And this happened for three days straight. Like, he was just obsessing over killing her. That's not And good. openly telling people, yeah. Yeah. And nobody did anything. You're going to be shocked by some of the shit, okay? So the, it goes on for three days. And at one point, Sylvia goes and sees Monica. And she's like, hey, Monica, you might want to watch out because Daniel's on a good one. And he says he wants to kill you. And I'm thinking that they were at their apartment or something when this happened at the time. And Daniel was still there or some shit because evidently Daniel was there. And Monica walked right up to Daniel, like went chest to chest with him and was like, I'll kill you first. Like, fuck off. I'm not afraid of you. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So escalated quickly. Well, I mean, if she was homeless in New York, she's probably kind of a badass chick. Right. She's working in a topless bar. She got to know how to handle people. Yeah. All righty. On August 17th, 1989... 
Daniel takes Sylvia to a train station nearby. And while they're waiting for her train or some shit, Daniel's like, hey, P.S. tomorrow, I'm going to kill Monica and I need your help. And Sylvia was like, excuse the fuck out of me. And he's like, I'm going to kill her. Hard and I, I need your help hiding a body. No, that's premeditated no, I mean, accessory to murder. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> not getting me for that shit. Yeah. Well, Sylvia was like, immediately, no, like you can't kill somebody. No, no, we're not fucking doing that. Stop. I'm not yeah. helping you. And that was it. Like, she didn't think anything really of it because he's been ranting about it for three days, whatever. She walks away. She does her life. She does her thing. Well, the next day, she's walking by. Sylvia's walking by. It's like the next night or something, 24 hours later, somewhere around that realm. She's walking by the apartment. And I guess she was going to go pick up something because she still had her shit there. Like, I still don't understand, like, why Sylvia had a key if Monica now owns the apartment, but whatever. So she walks into the apartment or she walks by the apartment, she notices that it's dark inside and it's nighttime. And then she thinks about like, oh shit, Daniel said he's going to murder her. Like, what the fuck? I should check if he followed through on that. Something's fishy. And so she goes upstairs and as she's going upstairs to the apartment, she can hear the TV like blaring super loud. And she opens the door and everything's dark except for the light from the TV. And she immediately goes to her room where her stuff is because she's like, fuck, did I get robbed? Like, did somebody take my shit? Yeah. I want to make sure my shit's still there. And so she does. She goes in there and she sees like all her shit's there. And she's like, "Okay, cool. And so she goes into the kitchen. And when she walks in there on the stove, there's this big old pot of something cooking. And when she looks in, it's Monica's head and it's burnt and her eyes are closed. Her head was in the pot. Just simmering on the stove. Ew. So she freaks out and she's like, oh, my God. And she backs away and she starts to walk towards the bathroom and the door was open, but she doesn't go all the way in. But she can see that there's like blood everywhere. All she sees out of the bathtub are like raw ribcage bones. What the fuck? So he put Monica in the bathtub and like dismembered her. And, like, filleted the flesh off of her rib cage. That's disgusting. That is super disgusting. Call the cops after you find a head in a pot? Like, I'm not going digging around in the fucking bathroom. Like, leave. I forgot to mention she did knock on Monica's door first and nobody answered. And that's when she went to go check in the kitchen and she found the head. So she knew Monica wasn't in her bedroom or anything. Well, obviously, she knew that when she found the head on the stove. But I digress. Yeah, but, uh, like, after I find that, I, I'd probably just, out. like, I'm going to go. Leave. I got to head know, out. Honestly, I don't know that I would have gotten in there in the first place to check for my shit. I'd be like, mm, spooky vibes. I'm going to wait till morning. <laughs> Let's go get Sean. Like, I know we're fighting, but, like, I feel like this calls for extra protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, like, the police. Be like, hey, wellness check. I heard yeah. something. Yeah, hey, can somebody? Yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing. Sylvia is, like, ride or die with Daniel, so... She seems to not be, like, she's visibly shaken, but, like, not surprised, I guess. I don't really know. But she runs out of the apartment. She's freaking out. She goes to, like, close the door, and she doesn't even know if she can lock it because she's so freaked out. But then she thinks, like, oh, I better lock it because I don't want anybody to find this. Yeah. Yeah. I want everyone to find it. I know. So... Also, in the interview, she kept saying, like, I know people aren't going to get it. They're all going to be mad at me, and they're all going to judge me. But, like, you know... Daniel's just misunderstood. Daniel just decapitated a body. Yeah, he did. First, he made a body. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. And then he 
decapitated. I don't it. care how misunderstood you are. Like that's mm, that's too far. Oh yeah, like oh god, that's a tough one to swallow. So Sylvia, she runs out. She's freaking out. She gets to the street and she finds a payphone and she pages Daniel's beeper, and he responds. Hey, can you come back? I have a question. I have some questions. Yeah. And he responds and he's like, okay, hey, like meet me up in my apartment and we'll smoke and I'll tell you everything. And she's like, no fucking thanks. Not going in that apartment. Not a snowball's chance in hell that I'm going in there. Yeah. So meet me on the street. Also, you're going to meet with someone who you know just killed a person and decapitated them. She wasn't afraid of him. She was like, no, I know Daniel. Like he's just misunderstood. Yeah, me either. No way. Yeah, I'd be the exact same. I'd be like, mm, I didn't know you as well as I thought I had known you. Yeah, like, oh, I thought you were just misunderstood. Turns out everyone else understood. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, though, how much of this has to do with environment. Like, you know, if they're kind of used to abuse and killings and whatever because it's a homeless encampment and there's violence. I don't really know. I didn't look up about the area or anything. Yeah. Anything. But it kind of sounds like that based on this story. Yeah, maybe, probably, but still, I don't care how used to violence you are. If I find a body in my apartment, I'm not going to be like, can we talk about this? Let's talk about it. Well, that's what she does. So they come, he comes out to the street and he's like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let me tell you what's going on. Now, Daniel meets Sylvia on the street to tell Sylvia everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And he says that the night before, Monica and Daniel had gotten into a fight over something stupid. Who fucking knows? But uh, Daniel had a friend over and Monica started yelling at Daniel's friend. And then because she didn't like the friend because it was Daniel's friend, whatever. And then Monica got so pissed that she said, "Okay, Daniel, you have to be out by tomorrow. Like, that's it. Last straw. No more 30 days. Like, no more of that. Exactly. And this enraged Daniel. So he grabbed an extension cord. Another article said it was a pipe. But either way. He grabs an extension cord, and as Monica was walking away, heading back to her room, he, like, throws it around her head and starts choking her. Oh, God. While he's choking her, I know, while he's choking her, she's scratching at his arms. He literally, like, lifts up his sleeves as he's telling the story to Sylvia, like, look at the scratches on my arms. And she's scratching at him, but she dies from him strangling her. Yeah. Oh, my God. And once she's on the ground, I know. Once she's on the ground, he stomps on her head 10 times. Ah. She's dead. She's dead. So this is just like intense. And then he proceeds to, with a carving knife from like the kitchen, stab her 30 times and just like gash at her and gouge at her out of like pure anger and rage. Oh, my God. Is the friend still there? Here's the thing. Nobody knows if there's really a friend. This is Daniel's side of the story. And, like, Sylvia says, like, for sure there had to be a friend. This is allegedly a friend that came from this, like, satanic cult that he might have been a part of. And Sylvia's like, I believe it. But nobody, of course, nobody's going to be like, yeah, I was with him that night Yeah, that that happened. But also he could have been a vision. Could have been a vision. We don't really know. Don't really know. Nobody's ever, actually, that's a lie. Somebody did get implicated later for allegedly helping him. But I didn't look into all of that. And this is like years later, like 2000 something that somebody else was like an accessory somehow or some shit. But anyway, I digress. So we don't really know if the friend was there or not. But Daniel's fully admitting to doing all of this stuff to her. Yeah. He said that he then pulled her into the bathtub and he used her chest like a cutting board. So like he would chop off her limbs he like cut off her head and chop off her limbs and like was cutting her body up on her body like cutting her arms up on her body 
And then, I know. And then when he needed to break the bones, he would use a pipe and just, like, bash at her to break the bones to get them smaller. Jesus. Um, I know. Uh, He claims that he then cooked and ate her brain, and allegedly this friend came and also ate some brain and liked it, too. They said it was tasty, according to Daniel. So Daniel claimed that his plan was, and what he was doing, um, was he was chopping her up into tiny little pieces and flushing her down the toilet. That's how he was going to get rid of her. No. Oh, you know what? Sylvia does say that's the only good thing that was in her apartment was plumbing. Huh. Maintenance people would tell her that all the time. Like, you know, at least your plumbing's good. So she had good plumbing. It's not going to be anymore. Uh, right? So when she walked in and saw the rib cage expo- exposed, that's because he was literally cutting her away and flushing her down the toilet to get rid of the evidence. That's terrifying. Yeah. And so he stopped Sylvia's mid-job like, and was like, I gotta go. I gotta I go need a to break. Maybe he had a shift. Maybe he had a cook or something. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for whatever reason, through all of his confession, Sylvia does not go to the police. She's like, I got my boys back. And he, she tells him, like, you need to clean this shit up. Like, you got to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Ma'am? And Daniel's like, don't worry about it. I'll have it cleaned up. Mm-hmm. So she runs into Daniel in the park a few days later. And he told Sylvia, like, hey, man, this is a lot of work and it's starting to, like, smell and shit. And she's like, yeah, you got to fucking figure it out because you're going to get caught. Like, do something about it. And he's like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. And so he goes back and he fucking cleans it all up evidently and he calls her or gets a hold of her somehow and is like hey man come over and have a smoke and she's like i'm not going in there until it's all cleaned up and he's like you can come over now the coast is clear and so she comes over she comes over and the house is immaculate like you can't tell that a murder had happened there and there's no sign of monica what the i mean i think her things are there but not her body that's a lie there was a sign that she was there because he had her skull and he brought it out he was like this is monica's skull And he had, like, boiled off the meat and everything and was, like, keeping it as a souvenir. I mean... Yeah. You don't have the opportunity to get a skull often. You know, yeah. But I don't know what I would do if you did that to me. I'd be like, that's a joke, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, mm, I would never do that to you, first. Yeah. Second, that's, like... Uh, that's more than best friend. Like, that's that's not something you just bring <laughs> out. Like, die. anyway, did you want some cereal in this From this head bowl? skull bowl? Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. So uh, Sylvia listens to all of this, right? And she sees all of this. She goes into the house, whatever. It's all clean. And she says that she still never went to the police because she really understood Daniel She knew that nobody had really ever been helping him. She was afraid that if they put him in prison, that it'd be worse for him. Like, locking him up isn't going to do any good. He needs mental help. Okay, but he's not going to get it in the apartment where nobody fucking knows that he needs it. Yeah, but she definitely took on this role of, like, protector. Enabler. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a better word. Yeah. So she also says that she was never afraid of Daniel because she knew him so well. She was like, he never scared me. I knew he would never harm me. But, like, you don't know that. No, you talking you about don't crazy know lady. That. You think that until you yeah. catch his bad side, Art. or when he's having like a vision or something, and he's not fully aware of what's happening. Yeah. So during the same time, Sean was also aware that Daniel had killed Monica, and he claims that he had stopped by one day to buy some pot, 
And um, Daniel was cooking up a slab of Monica's remains to eat. The fuck? And like Sean was okay with it. Sean and Monica are just like, oh, that's Daniel. Whatever. Like, yeah, man, do you. Let me have that pot. Uh, but like saw no. saw that he was cooking up human remains. Did did Sean try it? I'd be, no, I, I don't think so. He didn't say he did, but I don't know if you would admit that, right? Probably but not, no. also... Daniel said that he was planning to cook up Monica's remains and serve him to the homeless people. I'm pretty sure now, that's I like how you get mad cow disease or something. Yeah, like, you don't want to do that. Yeah. That's not good. That's for yeah, sure how like, you make zombies, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Are you just going to do that to the whole homeless population? Oh, my God. That would be awful. Now, uh... We don't know if he ever did, just for that. You know, like, we don't know if he ever fed the homeless human meat. Mm. <laughs> but we don't know. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, he probably did. That yeah. sounds fucking crazy. Well, I mean, it'd probably be easier to do that than to try and flush it all. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, very true. So Daniel lives in the apartment for about two more weeks, and rumors around that park square are that Daniel definitely killed Monica. Like, they're all like, Monica's not coming around anymore. He for sure did it. And uh, nobody calls the cops. Nobody calls the cops. So Sylvia is like, hey, man, you should really get the fuck out of town because you're really lucky that you got away with this and it ain't going to last long. Like, soon people are going to say something, cops will get word of it, and they're going to come for you. So you need to get the fuck out. Yeah, like, her job is going to start asking where she's at. Right? Yeah. So Daniel was like, hey, thanks for the advice. And he decides to move in to another apartment with another woman. Like he meets a woman and moves in with her. Oh, my God. So he gets another place to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when this happens, Sean is like, oh, man, that actually really upsets me because like he had killed Monica to keep the apartment. And then now it's like Monica just died for nothing. So Sean is the only one in this story that has like like a little bit of like, oh, man, that sucks. You should have done that. And he's, like, mad that, like, Monica died for nothing now that he no longer has the apartment. But when Daniel had the apartment, he was like, oh, well, it justifies it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> normal because it was an apartment. Somebody needs a place to stay. I don't know. So now that Daniel's no longer in the apartment, Sean's like, that's dumb. She died for nothing. And so Sean goes to the superintendent of the apartment. Doesn't even go to the police. Because the superintendent of the apartment is like, hey, P.S., just so you know, Monica was killed. In your apartment. So the superintendent goes to the police. So the police are like, cool, let me check out this apartment that she was murdered in. But remember, he had cleaned it all up. Except for the skull. And he had actually taken her, except for the oh. skull. But he had taken that skull and he stored it somewhere. Like, I guess they have like storage lockers or some shit that you can store your things in. And he like put the skull in a white bucket and stored it in this storage locker. And the police didn't believe the story, basically, is where it's at. They walked in the apartment. They looked around. They're like, there's no signs of a struggle or murder. Or anything. Like, nobody was harmed here. Oh, my you're God. Shit and you're telling a fake story. Yeah. So this is, again, why I kind of think, like, this must be in a neighborhood that, like, has high crime rate, high violence. Like, the police are on high alert, not taking bullshit. Like, it's a crazy fucking sounding story. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I don't believe you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So... They still decide, like, okay, even though we have no evidence of a murder or anything, we'll talk to Daniel. So they pull Daniel in. He gets, like, paged or some shit, and he's like, absolutely, I'll come fucking talk to you. So they interview Daniel, and during the whole interview, he never admits that he killed 
Monica, but he also never denies it. Okay. And instead, he starts saying things like, if I had killed her, I would have chopped her up and flushed her down the toilet. Like, these are the things I would have done. And they're exactly what he claims to have done that he told Sylvia. Yeah. So the police, they're like, oh, okay, well, let's go check out this fucking plumbing. Let's go find this toilet and see if we can find evidence of yeah. a murder. So the police rip up the toilet and everything, and they find nothing. So they're like, okay, that doesn't really check out. What? So then the police are like, hey, let me just swing by the apartment real quick for something. And Sylvia's there. And they get a chance to talk to Sylvia. And so the police are like, do you know what's going on here? And she's kind of like, mm, like, not going to rat out Daniel. And then they're like, hey, listen, it's already over. Like, we already talked to a neighbor. We already talked to Sean. We know Daniel did this. Just tell us what you know. Like, everything's going to be fine. And she believed them. And so she proceeded to tell everything and had details and all this information and the scratch marks and ev the whole nine yards. Oh, my God. And um, the police were like, oh, shit. Like, you know, we have an actual witness here. He really fucking did that shit. Yeah. And they arrest him. Now, later in this interview, Sylvia is actually really pissed. She's like, God damn it. I can't fucking believe that they got me to admit all of this stuff. Like, I would have never told them if I didn't think that they already knew. They tricked me, basically. Yeah. So that she was going to take that shit to the grave. I don't <laughs> like that. Like, I understand a ride or die, all this, but, like, not to a point. I don't actually understand the ride or die is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got like, you. No. I got you. You, you yeah, can't. Like, super intense. Well, okay, so another thing is Sylvia's like, yeah, he had her fucking skull. Like, that's a really good piece of evidence. And she tells them, like, he store his stuff in a locker. And again, she doesn't know that she's giving away all of this information. She yeah. thinks they already know it and that she's, like, you know, completing the story or some shit. I don't know. So they go to the locker and they find Monica's head and teeth and, like, bones and shit in that bucket. So then that's when they're like, oh, for sure, we've got our guy. And they arrest Daniel. Oh, my God. I know. So it was all thanks to Sylvia, the one who tried to fucking keep that shit under wraps. Exactly. And she's the one who actually gave the police a case because they almost didn't believe it. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. So during Daniel's trial, his ex-wife, the 14-year-old, mm -hmm. who's no longer 14 now, but like she was 14 when they got married. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. His like dream. Yeah. Uh, she testified... And she said that he used to chain her to the refrigerator when he would go to work, nope. like that he was a terrible guy, mm. chain her to the refrigerator when he would go to the work, and he would brag about all of the animals that he had killed in his lifetime. Why? Well, turns out he actually really liked to kill animals, too, which is like a thing that some people knew about him and others didn't. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like rabbits. It was cats. It was dogs, like <sighs> killing big animals. And he said he expressed some remorse for some of them for whatever reason. But for the most part, that's just like what he did. He liked to kill animals. And she says that he bragged about that all the time to her and that he also said that he had killed a prostitute and that he had used a screwdriver to pop out a woman's eye out of the eye socket. Now, I don't know if the woman was alive and which woman it was, woman it was but these are the shit, like, this is the shit he would talk about. So she was afraid of him because she's 14. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But this guy, like I said, so you're talking about, like, a guy who has charisma, evidently, until you figure out that he's fucking crazy, kind of insane. 
and that can like have has the confidence he thinks he's lord of whatever and that he's got this whole fucking following and shit and he's running around with this fucking ego of like i'm gonna create a whole hitler race it's gonna be great let me just do that and if anybody doesn't fall into it i'm gonna chop them up into tiny pieces and flush them down the toilet oh my god that's so scary it's super scary So she, you know, testifies against his character there. And a lot of the information in the trial uh, was like all the he said, she said stuff. Yeah. But clearly people didn't trust the police in this neighborhood. So not a lot of people were lining up to be like, hey, let me tell you a story. But basically everybody knew that he had killed her. Everybody in the park was like, for sure. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Also, during the trial, one homeless guy testified that Daniel would feed him all the time. And one time when he was eating the food, he found a human fingertip in it. So, I mean, you got somebody up on the stand testifying saying that they had human human flesh in their food. And then so maybe he, he did. threw it away and went about his life. No, he wasn't no, like, no, no. Should I get fucking I checked out? No. Or anything? No, he's like, God damn it. I hate it when fingers get in here and flicks it out and continues to eat it. I don't know. Also, another thing was like when they interviewed people, they were very sarcastic about it. Like, oh, yeah, he fed me flesh. Like, you know, like nobody took anything seriously. And this woman died. But, this like, woman but, like, he really brutally did, murdered. Though. Yeah. And he really did do it, though. Oh, my God. You know what I think about every time? What? Is one time you and I were somewhere. I won't say anything. I won't say the 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 defining factors, but we were somewhere and somebody had a skull. I don't know if you remember this. Somebody had a skull uh, and they were like, oh yeah, that's a real human skull, but don't ask me how I got it. And we were like, I don't know, fucking 26. And we're just like, bet, sounds cool. Let me go back into this creepy tent over here and look at other shit. And we looked at other shit. There was like a murder shed with saws. It was a whole fucking adventure. And homie just had a skull sitting in a glass case evidently that he can't tell us about. And I'm like, that could have been him. This could have been him. Anybody like that. How did he get that? Why did he say it like that? At the moment I was like, oh yeah, you totally stole it from some very legitimate curator. Like, I don't know. I I remember that, and I remember yeah. thinking like that's probably a very legally come across skull. <laughs> like yeah. he's just trying to freak us out, you know? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, like, like it's not really that, that big of a deal. Yeah, he shows his skull. Yeah, to let's everyone. go in your murder van. What the yeah. fuck? What is wrong with us? <laughs> a lot. Also, <laughs> yeah, how that guy get that skull though? I, that's what I want to know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to know. I'm not going to be an enabler, but like, I don't want to know. Yeah. Didn't look um, properly procured skull. I also didn't think it was real. Ugh. Anyway, that the super side rant. I just yeah. think of that every time. Like whenever our story is like, and then he kept the skull. I'm like, God damn it. It's a thing. <laughs> that guy seemed like a murderer too. 100%. All right. So pretty sure he fed her to the homeless. So it takes nine days of trial. And on February 22nd, 1991, a New York jury found Daniel not guilty. What? By reason of insanity. <sighs> oh, okay. For the killing of Monica. At his sentencing, he said to the jury, quote, I hope we can share a joint together someday. I won't fault you all for this. The prosecution had an overwhelming case against me, but I'll be getting out soon and I'll sell a lot of marijuana so I can bring to justice the people who actually committed this crime, end quote. So what? He's uh. like, the, first of all, 
that was a pretty good fight back there. Second of all, I'm going to get us some sweet pot. Third of all, I'm going to go figure out who did this. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm There's just going to solve that. this murder. <laughs> yeah. Just going to wrap this up real quick. He then offered to smoke a joint with the judge. He was like, hey, judge, you want to smoke a joint? And the judge just kind of like laughed and waved him off. Like, no, man, you're going you're going to the psych ward is where they sent him. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of playing into the insanity, right? I know. Maybe he's really good. I guess he also... But here's the thing is, like, he wanted prison because he didn't want to be in a psych ward again. Oh, man, I hate it when I do this. There's probably been a cursor on your face this whole fucking time. <laughs> Sorry. Like <laughs> I'm, it. like, oblivious to it. Somebody else is going to be watching it. They're going to be like, cursor! Right? <laughs> You're welcome. Sorry it took me so long. <laughs> okay. So they sent him to the psych ward. And that's basically where he's been living out his life this whole fucking time. In 2004, they did deem him no longer dangerous, but he was still mentally ill and that he should still remain in the facility. So I guess that's nice that they're like, well, he's not so dangerous anymore. Okay. But like, he's not well enough to join society. Oh, no, they were like, he for sure has some, like, issues with control. I guess at the psych ward, he would, like, collect all of the newspapers, and he would only ration them out to people he who he thought believed to learn about the, like, should learn about the news. Like, I think that you are worthy enough of knowing what's going on in the news today. You may have a newspaper. Mm. And the psych ward's like, bro, these are for everyone. <laughs> Everybody can read the news. And he's like, no, 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 this person doesn't deserve it. All right. That's a little... Yeah, weird. Intense. I mean, you know, makes sense. Anyway, that was my story. I didn't write anything more because we ran out of time and then had to do some technical things. But it sounds like this is actually one of those cases that you could dig in on your own. Like, Google his name and start reading around because all of the stories are fucking wild and crazy. And some of them feel like a little too far-fetched where you're like, all right, but did he feed somebody to the homeless? And then you read a thing that says like, eh, and in testimony, somebody was like, I saw a fingertip. Yeah, but the fact that they didn't, like, keep the fingertip or show someone the fingertip kind of... It could be, like, bad reporting, too, like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Just, like, proliferating the rumor. Yeah. But anyway, so if you want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is ISGD Podcast. Also, if you want to email us, you could do that at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 9197. Nine! I put the fucking cursor right on your face again after that whole goddamn rant. Sorry. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't even notice it. And anyway. Also, you guys should subscribe, read, and review wherever you listen to us on. Tell your friends. Tell everybody about us so that we can be super cool and important someday. Hell yeah. You're super cool and important to us, and we love you. Hell yeah. We hope you have a fan-fucking-tastic day. And sorry that this COVID episode had to happen, but it was better than nothing. Yeah. Sorry that you got was coronavirus. <laughs> Can you not catch a global pandemic next time? I am trying so motherfucking hard. Mm. Remember how Tiffany brought this up to my attention? She was like, oh, you jinxed it. Aaron told you, don't say this is our fucking year or it's bad luck. And then that week, fucking yep. get coronavirus. Yep. Should have listened to you. <laughs> fucking should have listened to you. Yep. Next time, you know, you're going to get Next over time. it. And then this it's all going to yeah. be smooth sailing from here. I'm never going to get it again. No, never again. No. OK, cool. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.